Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey. And with me again, after just a few days, is Josh Cacho, who was at the game, had a great time as far as I know. Josh, how are you doing? I mean, so to to fully disclose, it is my 36th birthday today. So it was a wonderful yes. present to get um, going back to the bank, spending time there with my family, um, and just getting to take it all in, right? Like the, the 3252 was in full voice. Um, the the play on the field matched that for the first time in a long time because mm-hmm. um, I feel mm-hmm. like the, la- the last time I was actually at the stadium was when I was with you and they got drugged by Kansas City. So <laughs> it was it was definitely, like I said, it was definitely reminiscent of, of the good days. Um, let's, you know, again, it's, it's game one. There's probably a lot of things that um, they'll continue to work on and get better at. And there's some of those things we'll talk about tonight. Um, but definitely, um, like I said, the vibes were good. Like I said, to be there, to yeah. just kind of be around um, all the fans again, to just to kind of, like I said, just to he- see the, the stadium packed again. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so let's not bury the, the lead here. Uh, LAFC win three to nothing over Mark Anthony K's Colorado Rapids. Um, hat trick from Carlos Vela scored multiple different ways. We'll get into it, but uh, off a penalty, a counterattack, and then from build up on a goal kick. Um, so pretty, pretty diverse way of scoring, even though it all came from the same guy. Uh, he certainly seemed to be plenty effective. The midfield looked great. Uh, a rather dominant performance. And by dominant, I actually mean dominant. I don't mean Greg Berhalter dominant where you lose two nothing and still come up with a way to justify your team's performance. Uh, just a, a, a great performance all around and a promising start to the Steve Trundolo era. Yeah. I mean, I think we should probably start with, you know, let's, let's kind of take it in order. Let's, let's start with the forward line and how yeah. they performed. Obviously we had um, a surprise starter in the Poku. Um, you know, obviously we assumed that Arango would be, you know, is that guy. And, and I, I feel like he will continue to be, um, from what we understand, he picked up an injury, in, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end of the, the preseason. Cause I know he didn't, I believe he didn't start that last preseason game either against um, the Red Bull in, in, in the Indio tournament. So I believe, yeah, I think, I think Vince is the one that reported there was some kind of slight knock. Yeah, so, so somewhere in there, but I mean, again, I think I play, he played half that game, and then played you know thirty minutes on, on on this game. So my guess they're slowly nursing him back, but you know, obviously that was something to think about and how it probably changed it. And I know, um, you know, it probably wasn't his best performance we've seen in him, but I don't think that it was also. I think he was probably being played out of position, and then also in a spot where you know you're asking him to do different things than he normally would, right? Like. Uh, that you know you typically want Chicha to drop in, help support the buildup, those different things. Bogu's a guy that you really just won't, you know typically want you know to get on the end of some of these you know on the end of some of these balls with pace you know and then attack accordingly. Yeah, I I felt like again sticking with the the front three there, I felt like they were more fluid than they had been even under Bob. Um, not ever, but. I feel like that kind of died died down after a while with Bob and Chirundolo seems to be all in on the 
like we've referred to them as like this interchangeable trident, right? Where they just all move around very Liverpool-esque. Um, so I, I, I couldn't even tell you where, where Opoku started. I know the graphic lineup had him at, uh, had him on the right wing with Carlos through the middle, but they were, they were so interchangeable. It's tough to say. I, I guess if we looked at a heat map, we could figure it out, but, um, it certainly seemed like they were all over the place. Yeah. I mean, and with good, you know, for good reason, right. You had coming up against a Colorado team that was playing a back five, um, you know, they were going to try and be compact, try to hit you on the counter. That's what Colorado, you know, MO has been under Robin Frazier's to defend and counter. Mm-hmm. And I saw a whole lot of defending from them, but not a whole lot of countering, which is, speaks volumes to what we were doing on the other side of the field. Because I think we approached their deep, you know, their deep block in a way that I think we... We, we would love to have seen over the last few years, but never quite got. Um, and yesterday was kind of like that prime example of being able to attack a back line without sacrificing your balance. And so, but again, a lot of it starts with what Vela was doing, right? Like this is the most energized I've ever seen. I've seen that guy in a long time. Right? Yeah, you see him yeah. dropping in, you see him, you know, coming across, you know, rotating sides, finding little pockets. Um, I think there was... There was one counterattack that, or I think it was yeah, off of a set piece, and Colorado was on the counter, and I was surprised to see Vela be the guy who tracks back and and stops the counter with. I mean, it was with a foul, I believe, but even then, like, when was the last time you saw that guy sprint, you know, across the field to stop a counterattack um, right. off a of set piece, like, you know, stuff that we just haven't seen. So, if if he is playing with that level of engagement. Right, we're in. We're in for a heck of a ride, and you know, like let's to bring in some uh, some news. I believe, um, I guess it was today during the Galaxy game mm-hmm. um, that Taylor Twelman reported that Vela was in um, was in contract negotiations with the club again, looking to extend anywhere between eighteen and twenty four months. So, in yeah. eight, yeah. I was eighteen would probably be fair. Right, you get the you basically get the whole the rest of the season, probably with an option on the second, um, and at that point that both the team and Vela can decide how they want to move forward. But it it takes care of this year, and I yeah. think that's probably yeah. fair. You know, like if he plays really well, um, and you know he he can deliver on MLS Cup, which he seems to want to be able to do, um, again that works out, right? And, and again, but we talked about in the last in that last episode. You know, we also won't blame him if, you know, he's got to consider his family at this point and what's best for them. So, you know, I said, I feel like the happy medium is somewhere in that that 18, that 18 uh, month extension, because, again, you finish out the year and then you have the opportunity to uh, maybe even get some return on it, you know, if he moves back to Spain after having a great year. Yeah, I mean, he certainly yesterday uh, looked like a man who was in a contract year and either wanted to get paid or, or get a big move. Right. Um, or potentially both, like you said, if he extends for 18 months, similar to what Atuesta did and the club can find a landing spot for him back in Spain or, I mean, Serie A looks like a, a sweet spot for guys that are producing an MLS to go and still find some success. Um, I don't know if that's what he's interested in. Everybody knows his wife was is from Spain. So that's where you assume he wants to go. But, 
plenty of landing spots in in Europe. Um, uh, I I I loved his involvement, like you said, in the defensive third as well, tracking back, very active. I do feel like he may have lost a step after the injury. Maybe he's just not all the way back. Uh, we've we've spent plenty of time talking about how he's not always, you know, he's not he's not Cristiano, right? He's not. <laughs> Uh, he's he's eaten a carb or two in the last tw- in the last twelve years, and that's okay. Um, so, still super effective, even if he does look a half step slower. Um, and if he if he performs like he did yesterday, or even half of that, then you're happy to sign him for however long he wants to stay. Yeah, I mean, but he's never he's also never been a guy that's really stretched the defense, right? Like, I think he tried to do it a, a couple times. And didn't and again didn't have that extra gear to get to, but mm. the one thing I saw him do really well yesterday was ride tackles, right? Yeah, like, that's I mean, his that's the, his thing, right? Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. And so you, you don't I don't think you necessarily have to be too explosive for that. You just have to be able to have that lower body control, you know, to, to ward off defenders while still maintaining control of the ball. And that yeah, that second goal, the second goal, the second yep. goal. I mean, yep. that's that's everything, right? Because he's got a Bubakar basically hanging on to him. Still maintains body control, gets the finish, flips over him, you know, and and again, that's all that's all you need. And then again, if he's able to get the ball out wide and no one picks him up, right? Which I don't know how you let Carlos get the ball on the touchline and let him dribble in un yeah. unscathed without putting any kind of pressure because you know he's. Well, we'll it. talk about that. There's that. There's some purposeful uh, movement possession there that, I, that I, I love. I tweeted about it today with the video because it's. That's what we were missing all last year. We'll say mm-hmm. that for for then, but yeah, yeah. And so you know, like it's it's one of those things where it's like as long as he's engaged, as long as he looks, you know, he he's playing like he he cares. Man, like I said, LA, you know, like watch out, Major League yeah. Soccer. Yeah, better take notice because again, I if he's playing if he's playing with any kind of passion, like with any kind of passion, with any kind of hey, I'm I'm here to prove it. It, it's it you know again in, in nineteen it was because I'm doing it I'm doing it against Latan, mm-hmm. right? In this year it's a little bit of probably you know you finally get that Chicharito versus Vela battle. Chicharito got his, his goal today, um, but probably a little Gosh. bit of NYCFC I, dude. What what? Oh, but I mean that's MLS they, Cup right? Just terrible, terrible, right? It's I mean you have to think about it, like RSL made a run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Plenty right. of so, bad teams have won the MS, the yeah. MLS Cup. Yeah, pragmatism, and again, we'll continue. We'll, we'll talk about this in uh, regarding the LAFC. Pragmatism does do something for you yeah. in some of these matchups, and right, and I, and it's something I think we've we've wanted to see to a certain degree. Obviously, not not to the extent that we've seen from some of these MLS teams that just like to bunker in, but you know having a little bit more balance when it comes to the attack, right, yeah. goes goes yeah. a long way. So, yep. All right. Uh, other things that I feel like we really need to get to, uh, Crepo looked good. So like the newcomers, Acosta looked phenomenal. Uh, I can't stress enough the level of fleece job that JT pulled over Colorado in finagling them out of Mark Anthony K or out of the, out of Kellen Acosta for Mark Anthony K. They're both sold for about a million in GAM. Um, and Kellen Acosta is just such a much more complete midfielder. Uh, 
He's extremely two-footed. He's he's fine on the dribble. He's good defensively. His his passes are excellent. Um, again, both feet earns a penalty by crossing in a ball at the end line with his left foot, which is not his strong foot. So you, I mean, Mark Anthony K is very one-footed uh, and very focused on one type of pass. And Kellen Acosta has all sorts of different passes passes in his arsenal. Uh, and then the other guy is Ilya Sanchez, who I underrated coming into the season just three days ago on the show. I, I basically said, I don't know what he is, right? I have no idea if he can play the six, but man, it, maybe it's just a factor of Colorado not having any DPs and that being a bad roster and them having a CCL hangover and just not being a good team. But my goodness, those two in the midfield looked unstoppable. Well, and especially because Acosta just has an innate awareness of when he needed to drop in. Like Sifu, Sifu was definitely higher up the pitch the majority of the time and also flattening out wide. And I I thought that was interesting where half more often than not, you saw Sifu kind of split out behind behind of cutting in Carlos Vela, mm-hmm. right? He was kind of the guy that provided the width. Vela's, the, you know, Vela cuts in underneath him. Um, whereas normally in the past, we would see him operating in that half space. But again, like we talked about, there's a lot of purposeful movement that's happening off the ball. That's, a, that's giving a lot of, giving the forwards a ton of room to operate. Yeah. Um, but as it pertains to uh, Acosta and Ilie, I think the one thing, you know, again, we, we were kind of worried about like how do you replace Atuesta, but man, Ilya does some really smart things that I don't think I ever saw from Atuesta. Right, Atuesta yeah. in terms of a guy who could who could hit some of the you know the silkiest passes you'll ever see, who under pressure could make that turn. Ilya again is not quite that guy, but he's but he's very good in a whole in another way as it pertains to how he is able to. To switch the, I mean, his ability to switch play is was unreal in yeah. that game, right? Yeah, I felt like Ilya was never under enough pressure to really judge. One of one of the things that we love about Atuesta is he would get the ball in the tightest of spaces, wiggle out, and then play an inch perfect pass, right? Mm-hmm. And whether it's by design or again, Colorado might just might not be good again. We're only one game in, so we're trying to draw conclusions. Uh, very cautiously here, but Ilya was just open in more space, so I didn't. He didn't have to wiggle out of pressure, right? Because he's not under any. Because he's done all that work before the ball gets there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to to see. Does that does that keep up? I also liked, you know, the way the way Ilya would would close down attackers was oh, yeah. much faster than we've seen uh, at that position from from anybody really Janela, Atuesta K when he was there. Um, I was surprised that he had all that in his legs. And again, the way that he came and the fact that he wasn't getting very many minutes in, in SKC. Well, I mean, we talked on Thursday about, it, he got like 2,500 minutes, but he's, he's just not a guy you hear about. Right. So to see him come in kind of was signed under the radar and it's like, so he can pass. He's, he's open all the time. He's got great control. And he's closing down defenders really quick. He's not, his legs aren't cooked. Like, how did we just pick this guy up? So again, time will tell, but yesterday was really, really good. Yeah, the stat sheet, 
I think you know, if you look at his stat sheet, it will never reflect the work that that man does on the pitch, right? Mm, like if yeah. you're trying to look at some, you know, some of the advanced metrics even, but he he seems to be the guy that hits the pass to get the guy who sets up the guy, right? It's yeah, yeah. It, it was always like he'll hit that first pass that sends someone into space, who now is able to find a forward at a, You know, I think he hit Sifu several times, and then Sifu was the one that found Vela. Right, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, and so, but at the same time, he's operating from such a, a deeper position, right? Like Atuesta from that single pivot would often receive the ball with back to goal, right? Make the turn in a tight space, and then hit that ball to an on-running Latif or whoever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or or to Vela further up, but Sanchez, ten, you know, like I said, they they were operating had a lot more time just based on what color was doing but also you'll see Acosta drop in to to form a double pivot and build up yeah right which yeah. i think is a little bit different because usually we're so used to just just having to have a, a twister there who would make that turn but you'll see Ilya kind of fade to one side Acosta will drop back from that left midfield side and then now you had both of them be able to receive the ball to feet. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I, I I feel I feel like Acosta does when he picked up was drive the ball forward. Right? He's willing to dribble forward, yeah. eat up that space, draw defenders, and then make that pass, right? Mm-hmm. Um Ilya again, because he had a ton more space, was was able to kind of just hit those those switches and those different things. Again, well time will tell what other, what he looks like against other teams. But I mean there's a reason why SKC, you know, when he was in SKC, they're at the top of the table every single year, right? Because yeah, yeah. he, you know, he does a lot of good things for them in the midfield. Like mm. again, and I think the one thing that I noticed specifically was how often he would cut out passes behind the, um, so you didn't have to have a, a, a center back coming across across the field. Yeah, right. So because of where he's where he kind of sits, right, he kind of drops in between the two center backs in build up a little bit. But there's a couple of times when we're on defense and he's dropping, he's dropping. And typically you'll see Escobar, who had been pushed up a little bit, right? He's kind of has that first guy. And then there's that moment where you have one of the center backs being pulled out to the side, right? Mario being pulled out to, to, to face a one-on-one against a forward. Well, typically we would have to have that other center back come across, across exposing now that back post, which has burned us a million times. Mm-hmm. Right? How often do we see the center back coming to have to help across? Ball gets floated up to the back post. Goalie doesn't attack it, whatever it may be, and now there's an on running someone on running towards the back post. Whether yeah. it's in, yeah. whether it's in a in a set piece or just in the run of play, like that was something that we I feel like the team had always struggled against. But Sanchez cut. There were so many times, like I said, when Rio would step out, Sanchez comes flying through, cuts out a pass, just sends it out of bounds, right perfectly willing to give concede the corner but at the same time now falls not getting pulled across the field the, the defensive shape is able to be so much more stable because of what he you know where he's going to because again i don't think he's being asked to push nearly as far forward as we need at Tuesta, right mm-hmm. because in and we talked about this last year right regardless of who it was at that attacking eight right whether it was k sifu blessing Mm-hmm. we weren't getting any kind of creativity from there. Right. right. Like that's right. just not, it was never, never what they want, you know, never what those guys, it, I mean, again, I don't want to say never, but it's not their, 
it was never their strong suit, right? To have those guys be be a number ten style creator who's going to yeah, they're, slip they're not getting a bunch of assists, right? No, I mean it's just not going to happen. And and K and Blessing when they're featured, right? It's it's almost solely for their their counter pressing, mm-hmm. right? I mean it's the namesake of the show, but that's what that's that was what made them famous. What made them, you know, household names in Major League Soccer was their ability to just close down and make life miserable. But again. We didn't expect much from from their attack, right? And so no. you needed Atuesta to push further and further and further up, especially against these deeper blocks, um, to you know to hit those those that, those creative more creative passes. And again, I didn't. I felt like we didn't need to. Plus, we have an Acosta who's perfectly capable of hitting that pass, right? Yeah. Like I will say, like yeah. Acosta is that guy who's going to hit that. You know, as much as you, you, you know, again, he hadn't necessarily shown it for the U.S. national team. He's probably that guy that right is our is our quote unquote eight slash ten. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, in terms of signings, like that, that is a, I mean, that's a slam. Again, I hate, I hate mixed sports metaphors, but it's a slam dunk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he's he's exactly what you were missing last year when we were just proverbially screaming into the microphone every week that the midfield is just not good enough at anything really. And especially if Atuesta was gone, there was just there, you would get nothing from the midfield other than hard running. That's it. Like there, I mean, you would get nothing but turnovers from the midfield and his ability, like you said, to switch play, to find runners, to come back as part of a double pivot and, and open up space uh, was was crucial. Let's just go ahead and go into that into Vela's third goal, uh, which is the the left footed curler, right? Um, so it's from a goal kick. Uh, I, I saw a couple people saying uh, we sco- we scored a bunch in transition, but not on this one. This one is a goal kick. Ball comes out to a center back, uh, and then to Palacios, who then recycles back. It goes all the way to Cripo, and Colorado sitting back in in like a mid block at this point, they don't want to press and Kripo just stands over the ball until one of the two forwards comes after him. And one of the things that I like the most about this is when that left forward uh, steps to Kripo, that's when a Aco- that's what triggers Acosta's run. It looks like as soon as he steps, Acosta comes in from our left side, which now as he's coming back to the ball at, at Kripo's feet, He's got Escobar out on the right flank, or he's got Crepo back, or you know he can try and play this like kind of like chip diagonal ball up to up to Vela. He ends up sending it right back to Crepo, who hits in. I, I mean, a perfect ball to the chest of of Ilya Sanchez, who has now moved out of his pivot position once a midfielder follows Acosta out of the midfield, and it's this kind of orchestrated movement that again. Last year, you and I talked about this all the time, and we took a lot of heat for saying Blessing and K do not rotate enough in the midfield, whether it's by design or by, you know, personality flaw, whatever it is. They just don't do it. Uh, and so to see this kind of tactical awareness and this kind of technical, tactical organization in, in the first game just made me really happy. Ball comes off of Ilya's chest. He lays it in the path of a of uh, Sifu, who's making a perfect third man run. So the ball from Kripo to Ilya 
is you know first to second man, and that triggers the run from Sifu, who runs out. Inch perfect pass from like perfectly weighted ball from Sanchez, and then now you've isolated a free man in Carlos Vela, who runs straight at a center back because he's behind one of their wing backs. Boom, left footed curler. Um, and that's just the kind of stuff that we didn't see last year. Last year, just it felt like uh, like what we used to call in the Marine Corps, just pray and spray, right? <laughs> you just keep your finger on the trigger and keep and just keep firing. And eventually something's going to shake loose because you eventually have to hit something. So seeing that kind of organization on that goal just made me so, so happy. Yeah. I mean, and the one, you know, and I had tweeted about this later on too, is the one thing you'll even notice is the work that Rodriguez is doing on the opposite side. Yeah. Right. Like that back line. Honest. Absolutely. And, and, but you know, if, especially because as Sifu cuts across the field, right. Sifu makes that, it's like a diagonal run from left to right mm. toward as he lays it off the veil, I believe. Right. Or so he, already he, picks on the, it up, he picks it up from the right side. He's on the yeah. right side of he. So Ilya is like in the very middle, middle. of the field and Sifu's running off of his left shoulders. He's got it back to goal. Right. So he's, but he's already on the right flank. Typically, right. We wouldn't, Whenever Velik picks up the ball, you see the whole back line start shifting over yeah, immediately, yeah, right? Right, right? But Rodriguez makes this hard run to the back post in f- across the face of the, like that back, um, ac- across the face of one of the center it's backs. Probably, it's probably the wing back or yeah, yeah. it could be a center back. But Someone yeah. tra- that's, I, I'm assuming, is likely going to track across, mm-hmm. freezes them. And I'm like, okay, if if Rodriguez makes this run consistently off what Vela's going to do, he's one going to have a ton of opportunities on the back post to finish because Vela yeah. will also try and, you know, like I said, the one thing we know about Carlos Vela for as much as he scores goals, will also assist just as much, right? He's yeah. perfectly willing to put a yeah. ball up there. If you'll go get it. Um, and so now if you, you know, like I said, if people cheat hard, which they're going to start doing, if you you know you'll be rewarded for continuing to make that hard run to the back post, yeah, right. And I and I think that's something that I mean I remember talking to this about Vince, right? It was you know you when you look and I'm going to catch flack because I continue to talk about Liverpool, but hey, we just won the <laughs> EFL Cup. But when you look <laughs> at the way that, for example, right, like you have two excellent forwards in Sadio Mane and and Mo Salah playing on opposite flanks, right? Mm-hmm. Two guys that both want the ball at their feet. So how do you make them both happy? Right, is that you have, you have, you have to give them something to you know. You have to give those opportunities when they're when the ball when they don't have it. Right. He also helps mm-hmm. to have an unselfish guy like Firmino in between them. But you'll always see when when it when Salah has the ball at his feet, cutting inside, Mane will always make that back post run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Salah will make that back post run no matter every single time Salah Mane gets the ball at his feet on that left hand side as well. And so there's there's that mutual respect that, you know, like that they will feed each other for the benefit of each other. And they've done it. Right. Yeah. To the tune of a you know, a ton of goals. Right. Is there a time that, you know, some one of the best players in the world is going to be selfish? Sure. You know, is there a time that Della's probably going to be a little bit more selfish? Sure. But mm-hmm. that's why we pay him as much as we do. Right. Is to have those moments of selfishness to to you know to hit a ball that no one else can. Right yeah. and and again yeah. the the ball he hit yesterday is one that ve- you didn't even strike it very hard. Right? It was just it's a, like like you're saying it's a sniper shot to the back post that yeah. no one is getting to and very few people can hit. If you give it, if you give him the left foot at 
at that top right corner of the 18, he's going to punish you. Yeah. That's just, he's automatic from that range. Yeah. One way or another, right? It's like if you yeah. close down a little bit too much, he can float one to the back post for a, yep. for, for a, you know, again. And so that's the decision making that, you know, that, you know, again, if you give him time to make that decision, right, yeah. he'll make the right one. And then at that point, if you're Rodriguez on the opposite side or even Arango, you have to continue to make that hard run, even though you're not always going to get the ball. Yeah. Because so, the opportunity will come. Right. So you're going to have to forgive the second Marine Corps analogy here. <laughs> we used to, one of the, one of the things that we would always be, that we would always look to put the enemy in is called a, a horn, the horns of a dilemma, right? And the dilemma that we would always want to put you in is you either stay in your hole as we fire direct rounds, right, from a rifle over your head, or you come out of your hole because we're dropping artillery and mortars from the sky, right? So the enemy doesn't know what to do. They can either get out of their hole and get shot, or they can stay in their hole and get mortared, right? So forgive the violent example, um, but that's when I, when I see Carlos at that spot, that's what I see is the horns of a dilemma for the defender. Do I take away the left foot or do I give up the line where he can easily just float across and off his right foot, which is perfectly good uh, to Brian Rodriguez, who's, who's making that run. Yeah. One thing I will say, and that I, this was one of the, uh, this was one of the only complaints that I had from yesterday is uh, the, the runs of like the fourth and fifth attackers being Opoku and, and Musovsky. And I realize that this is nitpicking at its finest because these are guys who aren't meant to be starters, but Opoku should have made two, at least two back post runs for Brian Rodriguez. I think Rodriguez ends up having to shoot one and crosses to nobody. Uh, when Opoku should have made the run a little bit more, a little bit uh, wider. And then, Towards the end, and I sent you this video. I should probably put it up online as well. Musovsky comes in, uh, and from what I've heard, he's he's one of the faster guys, you know, on the team. But he, I just never see it from him. Uh, and it's when there's a there's a break after a corner kick. I think Chicho plays uh, Diego Palacios in, and Palacios is running. They they essentially have a two on one, and Danny Musovsky is caught in between coming across the face of goal to finish near post or going back post. And he's just not fast enough to get to either spot. So he ends up trying to like run in front of the defender who's, who's just got him out positioned and nothing comes of it. And you can see Palacios like yelling at him, like he's motioning, Hey, you got to come across faster. Um, so that's, that's really all it is. It's just the runs from, you know, who are admittedly very supporting attacking players, right? You, if you don't want to have to be relying on Danny Musovsky and, and, and Opoku, uh, all that much this year, but they are serviceable when you, when you have to. Yeah. I mean, if, if Carlos and Rodriguez do their thing, you know, and Chicho, you know, like it, if like, you know, you get, a, a an average season between, 19, 18 from Carlos Vela, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to get somewhere around 20 to 25 goals. Yeah. Right? Is, is a, is probably, I would say like that 20 is my expectation, right? Yeah. Like I would want him, I want to see 20 and 
right 2012 2013 mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. that's you know that's an excellent season for Carlos Vela especially if you're going to expect Chicho Chicho to in a full season to hit somewhere in that same amount as well right between yeah yeah 15 and 25 depending on right. you know obviously how they all play together and if Rodriguez can pick it you know you want him to continue to pick up on the 500 to score last year like five yeah five or six not yeah. a whole lot but I mean again if he's more your your guy who's going to provide more of the service and some of these different things and he looked good finding spots yesterday and opportunities um and some of those things are going to continue to come off I think a lot better um as as again like you were we were talking about like as guys learn to make runs off of each other as you know as they continue to play with each other like I feel like there's there was a there's a familiar familiarity between Chicho and Rodriguez that you didn't see between Apoku and Rodriguez right like you're yeah like, yeah Apoku yeah. a couple times right just didn't make the necessary move you know that he should have there and there's a couple you know so kind of leaves Brian hanging out the dry there but ultimately if if that's the kind of production you get from your front line say seven and ten seven to ten from Rodriguez plus what Vela and and Chicho can do and then if you can get the midfield to chip in a few here and there I mean you're probably good yeah right yeah definitely definitely um all right the only other thing I wanted to talk about really again Escobar looked good back line was fine uh, you know, you're going to get, you're going to have some scares from Mario. Uh, that's just the cost of doing business, but he's going to be really good, you know, stopping counters. That's, that's like his thing. Uh, Cripo looked good. What I loved is that as soon as there was a scrum, all these dudes were ready to scrap together, together. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, Cripo comes out, you know, kind of a silly yellow for him to come out and get, but uh, the way that, he and Acosta and Sanchez at the end of the game go over and they do the uh, LAFC chant together. This just seems like a team that actually likes playing together and actually likes each other. Which, man, last year I did not, I did not see it at all. Like they just seemed miserable all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think Chicho brought some of those vibes in when he came. Right, we had talked about yeah, like, yeah. How yeah. there was, you know, it seemed like a lot of guys were gravitating towards him. Was probably why he took the captain's armband right in the set when Vela came off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I I think the locker room atmosphere that you know that Turnlo brings goes goes a long way. Right, I think this is what he wants from his guys. It's it's you know again it's. Uh, again, it's, I, I I always have to make sure that I don't overuse this analogy, right? But it it has those those Liverpool vibes in terms of guys that yeah, yeah. genuinely seem like they enjoy playing for their coach and playing with each other, mm-hmm. right? And again, you don't often get that, right? Like, don't tell me that that you know that Chelsea locker room is going to be the same after today, <laughs> right? After two after Tuchel pulls man of the match, you know Mendy out for Keppa and then skies skies the last penalty to lose the game. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. You sub on a keeper. I mean, I get it. I get it. Whatever spreadsheet you looked at, Keppa's the guy, right? He's the he's the shot stopping. He's the guy that you spent what was it, 85 million euros he's the on. The most expensive goalie ever in history. Yeah. And he comes in and you're thinking he's going to he's going to stop at least a few and he lets 11 pens go in. 
as if it were nothing, including Van Dyke's where he just pulls his arms. Have you have you gone back and watched a, a replay of Van Dyke's? He just didn't care. He he. I mean, he's he's in position to save it, and his arms just like he just like pulls his arms away. It's it's mind blowing. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and then he just skies that thing into. There's another video floating around where he, it's from the stands, and that thing is sixty rows deep in the stands. I mean, it is an atrocious penalty. I mean, I guess there's, he could probably move to the NFL after that, right? And it's like it's, it's like that that kind of move. Watch out, Justin Tucker. You got competition, right? right? Keppa Keppa can blast that ball, but my goodness. Yeah, hmm. I mean, don't ask him to squib kick it, but I mean, that guy, will, <laughs> you know, is going to get a hit one from your, your own 30-yard line, it seems like. But, yeah. you know, but yeah. I mean, those, you know, really, when you when you look at it, like the, the locker room atmosphere and what a coach brings, you know, does go a long way. And again, I think there's a time and a place for guys to be hard-nosed, right? And hold, and I think you have to hold people accountable, which I, I don't, at this point, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to. Yeah. yeah right. Like, right. um, I, he doesn't, you know, doesn't come across to me as a guy that's not going to be able to go to a Carlos Vela, go to a, you know, Chicho or Rodriguez and have, have a hard conversation. But at yeah. the same time, at the same time, I'm not, I'm also not sure he's going to be the guy that calls people out. You know, in, like he said, he seems like a guy that's not easy to understand. It's like, okay, this is the guy I got to call into the office. This is the guy that I can call out in front of every one of the teammates, and he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's right. he's not one of those play. Oftentimes, you hear like, oh, he's a player's coach, and it just means like the players either walk all over him, or he's like so upbeat and energetic that he comes off as a little unhinged. That's not Chirondolo at all. Like, he's still very level headed, but. Yeah, he's, he seems like a very likable, a likable guy, right? Um, so, I, I, so far so good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what we're seeing. Yeah, and and so, I think it's like when you when you look at some of those things and just the the vibe around the team and these different things again, it's something that you know. I said after after a long season last year, where we often found ourselves just kind of tired of 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 talking about how bad it's the, the vibes felt at times, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, it felt like, you know, I mean, there was times where I just felt like guys were giving up. Right. In yeah. moments, right. Yeah. I mean, it's sad Absolutely. to say, right. And again, especially when a guy's breathing down your neck at all times, the way that it seemed like Bob could be, um, to now have a little bit of a, of a different, you know, a change of a change here. And again, you know, like I said, and it's not like the, the expectations aren't high for him, right? Yeah. For Jordan Lowe coming to us. I mean, you heard it from, you know, the leaders of 3252, right? In that video, they're basically like, you know, we're, in, we're not here to see a, a, you know, a farm team, right? Yeah. We're here with the expectation of a cup, right? And, you know, and I, and I think they're cognizant of it, but I also don't think that JT would have gone out and brought in these many MLS savvy veterans, right? Who Guys who yeah. know how to yeah. win in this league, guys who know what the job is in this league, without that intent right i think he'd i think maybe if 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 trendlow's three to five years into this job right you can you can strap him with some some more development guys and and a little bit more risk but i think once they decided to move away from bob you know you were going to have to set up the next guy to succeed given what the standards had been 
you know, yeah. given the standards that have been set, right? And yeah. I don't, I'm not sure you can do that in Major League Soccer without bringing in guys like they did, right? Whether it's Sanchez, whether it's Acosta, whether it's Hollingshead, right? Those are all guys that are going to be able to come in, contribute immediately, right? And play a role for a coach, right? And, and at a cost, right? Like those guys didn't come cheap, right? You had to, you know, you had to leverage some pieces. You're going to have to spend money um, that, I'm I'm sure that game money t- under normal circumstances would have gone to a 19 year old South American that we've never heard of, yeah. but now right that's on that's on the new sporting director to find those those diamonds in the rough, and then continue to you know and then the coaching staff to develop them after the fact. Right, right. Yeah, um, I do I do agree. I think, I mean that could have been part of what ultimately tanked the relationship between JT and Bob is. The fact that JT went out and got these guys, or vice versa, you never like you just never know. Given the signings that Bob has made in in Toronto, where he has all the power now, it seems like either he learned his lesson. <laughs> Again, it's it's hard to say who it was, right? It's like a chicken or the egg argument here. Where did Bob learn his lesson because he went out and bought all these young South American players, or did he always feel that way and JT kind of forced it? You just don't know. Either way, LAFC are on the right track with with their signings here. So, and they still have another DP to add. So, that, man, wait till wait till that Ross Barkley signing happens. <laughs> I mean, and, and, the, and but the crazy thing is, like, if if you're somehow able to resolve whatever is going on with Bella in a positive way, yeah, right? like we were anticipating. Okay, he plays fine. We get to June 30, and he he takes off, and then we figure out who that next guy is mm-hmm. right now you're looking at that third DB being a luxury signing, right? Yeah. Like whether it be Rodriguez plays his butt off and gets the move in the summertime mm-hmm. and we get to replace them and one more, or I don't even know. Cause I'm not sure where guys fit right to me. It would be, you know, like you said, if, if Acosta continues to play this well, I feel like you have to do right by him and give him, the move maybe you know the question yeah, is yeah. when right is at the end there and then you replace him with the dp as well as or does that dp come in early right knowing that acosta could leave and then you make sifu and blessing you know yeah yeah so here to me and again this is this is madness because we're <laughs> we're making these predictions off of one game against colorado who have no dps um but to me this is this is it you top priority is to sign vela Again, because after yesterday, there's there's no reason to indicate that he's anything other than what you what you expect, which is a goal machine, right? So you sign Vela, uh, Rodriguez. You hope keeps cooking just fine. He's here for the year. Uh, to me, you're still a forward short. Now maybe that's Ismail Tajuri Shradi, uh, who is currently injured, and that's why he doesn't. I assume that's why he doesn't play. I mean. I just can't imagine Musovski is the guy that you're looking to bring in at minute 65 every single game. Uh, to me, the starters are Rodriguez, Vela, and Chicho. Opoku comes in to spell the wingers. Musovski comes in to kill off games in the last 10 minutes. Uh, but you're you're not really bringing any attacking firepower off the bench. Now, hopefully, Tajuri Shradi's that. And if he is, then that's fine. You don't need to sign another forward. There is a hole in the midfield. And I think it's a starting midfielder still, and that would be my choice for DP. And you'd see Acosta and Ilya and DPX, 
right in the in the uh in the midfield and then Sifu steps into steps back into the starting role once Acosta moves because I do think you have to do right by him in the next year or two but yeah yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's either gonna be Ross Barkley or Isco filling in that A role, <laughs> right? I'm good with f- it, I'm right? Good I mean, it. but really, I mean, that's what you could do, and again, and it it puts the onus on 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 Sifu to really continue yeah, to prove, yeah. right? And it, it means some of the pressure off of him too, right? So pressure to perform, yes, so you can get back on the field, but also like you don't have to be the complete guy, like you. You can you can let him still develop because he's still I think he's only twenty still right? yeah so he's extremely young so he's still got time to develop and become like a full fledged starter yeah so and then, like I said and then likely and like I said you and at that point you like I said you do right by Acosta find him yeah. that move to Europe somewhere you know because I think he's what twenty four twenty six twenty six so he's yeah. he you know again is he's getting towards that time where. You know that move, it's do or die time. Yeah, it's got to be soon. And it, you know, again, he's probably going to get one contract, get that run, and then he's yeah, yeah, mid tier Bundesliga side. Uh, and guess what? The mayor of Hanover is right here to help you <laughs> figure that one out. And then, again, and that's and that's another, you know, again, that's another another thing that you can do there, especially whether you're if you're Brian Rodriguez or an Acosta, right? Those those relationships. Yep. Um, yeah. aren't going to be very attractive because I mean, he's a guy that's going to be able to guide them in multiple ways, um, you know, for their future. So I think, like I said, I think there's a lot there because again, the after that, after that DP setting, right, that third one, you're going to have that one that's going to likely be always reserved for a young DP, right? Yeah, was, yeah, right. It was Rodriguez, yeah. you know, or it was. I think we had tried to go with two young DPs at times. But I think, yeah. I mean, again, you. We've always a, had two young DPs. I think. Right? I think there's a couple things at play, right? If if you have a roster like you have this year, you can afford to have two young DPs, right? So if I you have a roster, you got to hit on one of them for sure. But I mean, but you can. Yeah. I mean, you know. So say again, right now, the way that this team looks, you without a third DP, right? It's it's a t- it's a contending team without a third DP at the moment. Yeah. 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 Right, because the floor has been raised so high with Cripo, with Escobar, with Acosta, with Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's not a whole lot of unknown quantities on this team to the, at this point. Right. right, right, and so to now take a flyer on a on a potential unknown quantity is a lot less is a lot less risky than right. it would have been when you have, you know, seventy percent of your team being unknown quantities. Yeah. Right, like yeah, I mean, really, the only question mark you have after yesterday is uh, left back because we just haven't seen Hollingshead, right? And I mean, you, what you see from Palacios is fine. It's just not like I think everybody thought. You know, he comes, he plays half a season, then he's going to be at his ceiling, right? He's still got he's still got a long way to go. Uh, you have a a question mark in the midfield with can Sifu keep it up over an entire season, which uh, has yet to be seen. And, you know, forward number four or five, you have a question mark there. But that's a great spot to be in in a league with strident salary cap rules like MLS. I mean, and that that's basically Seattle every year, right? Like you have a bunch of known quantities on the field and then all of a sudden they have some random academy kid that comes in and plays a game. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then they look terrible for 75 percent of the season and then they take off. 
Yeah. Right? Because they right. have Jordan Morris and, you know, and as a non-DP player, yeah. right? Who's, who's probably good enough to be a low DP player. Yeah. Right? I mean, there, there's, there's probably 14 or 15 MLS sides that would use a DP spot on Jordan Morris because he would be a significant upgrade on their wing. Yeah. Significant upgrade. So, all right. Should we get in some questions here? We Let's do. do it. We have quite a bit, quite a few here. It's exciting. Uh, first one is from Ozzy Barajas at Ozzy343. Team looks good. Cropo is the man. He was trying to get the South end to get loud throughout the match. Did I say he was the man? Uh, look good. Cutting out crosses. Look good. You know, he didn't have a whole lot to do yesterday. Uh, but that pass, dude, <laughs> one yeah. touch on a rope straight into the chest of Villiers. That answered all my questions about his feet. Mm-hmm. Man and can he, do it. He also gets off his line in a hurry, right? Like yeah. It, yeah. the decisiveness that we saw from Cropo is... <laughs> All I've ever wanted for the last five, however, you know, since 2018, right? right? And then also him running halfway across the field to mix it up is everything I needed to know. You can tell that man wants to be in Los Angeles and he is pumped about playing for this team like Mm -hmm. that. What else do you want as a, as a fan? Like that's man, seeing a player that is so, uh, so excited to play for your team. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, and and then you have Escobar on the other side, who like, again, you know, is he going to take a silly red card every now and then? Sure, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, right, because we've yeah. we've we've been sorely lacking in the department of the of guys who are trained in in the dark arts. Yep, yep. All right, Ivan H the third at IH three Sanchez check Acosta check Escobar check 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 check. There are all, like all the new signings looked fantastic yesterday. Every last one of them. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Again, I, I, my criticisms of JT will stop until they need to resume because so <laughs> thus far, I mean, like I said, like he's the, bought your silence with Cam. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the, <laughs> exactly, right? But I mean, he's he's legitimately, you know, he's legitimately. I I, I don't know if he hit a home run signing with it, but it's a bunch of doubles. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not. It's not a DP signing that you saw, or it's not a signing. That, there's no one you signed for, you know, for two hundred thousand dollars that you sell for seven million. Right? We don't have right, any of those right, right. That, right in the tank right now. But they're all guys that you you everything that you, they're giving you everything you paid for. Yep, hundred percent. Lionel Hutz at from Cheap Seat thought Josh nailed it in his preview. There you go, Josh. This team plays more like Liverpool, like Liverpool than Man City. Felt like Bob wanted to be more like Man City, but Vela's non-PK goals were both generated in transition. Ah, I disagree here. <laughs> One was in transition. Yes, the 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 tackle and over the top ball from uh, from Sifu that is definitely in transition. The other one's from a goal kick. So while it, I mean, it's very direct. So it's a, like I can see why why it seems like it's from transition because. We play so quickly out of our defensive third, but uh, definitely in, in possession, I'd say. Next one from Tom Camilleri at BroncoFan07. Initial thoughts, great day at the bank. Acosta and Sanchez seem to provide a calming, decisive presence in the midfield. And LAFC finally have a goalkeeper who will sprint 40 yards to inject himself into the fracas. Let's go, Josh. Yeah, I mean, 
I think with, I mean one of the midfield the the criticism we've had over this midfield was the franticness at which they've played at times, right? And we, I feel like we haven't had someone who who didn't feel like, I mean we haven't had a pairing like that since Lee Wynn, you know, was yeah, was yeah. was in the team, right? Where you know, like, and you never they never felt rushed and they never felt like you know, but Lee was at the end of his career, and I understand, and it was in a you know, but in that's where he they were at their best, right? Whereas when you didn't, those guys didn't feel, you know, in those moments, there was not that sense of panic, right? And in those biggest games, that panic really was magnified, yeah. right? Where you would yeah. see K try to, you know, hit this decisive, you know, hit this splitting pass from 70 yards out that would bounce off of Perry Kitchen to the feet of, um, right? Basically just right to the feet of Christian Pavone, right? Yeah. Like it felt yeah. like it just happened over and over again where it was like, Turnover to Pavone to goal, right? Yeah. And and yeah. it was it was you know and we saw that time and time again. Same thing in the Champions League final, you know, was what from K as well. But then I have two guys who, again, like were comfortable at every you know in, in every phase of the game, right? Whether it's defense, whether it's in transition, whether it's in possession, and it, it's a it's a luxury, right? Yeah. All right, Lionel Hutz is back. Have to imagine training this year will be intense as players push for playing time, especially Palacios, Hollingshead, Escobar, Moon One. Feels like the deepest roster LAFC has ever had. I don't disagree with this because, I mean, as you look across, again, as they were signing these, you and I would go back and forth like, okay, so is Escobar the guy or is Moon the guy or Hollingshead or maybe is is Palacios on the radar now of like Euro clubs who are going to sign him or... Uh, who's you know who actually starts in the midfield now? You got to sit blessing, who's been a staple at LAFC since the beginning, right? So I don't know thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that competition is something we've been sorely lacking, but he's right about the depth because I think if you rewind to that time, you know that those first couple of years, you know, yeah, we had Beta and we had Harvey, but no one expected either of those guys to be starters. Right. Yeah. I think in the beginning we all thought it was gonna be like um like Omer Gaber and 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 and, <laughs> and and what's his name? And Jao Moutinho. Jao Moutinho, yeah. Right? Like Man, I forgot about Gaber. Right. When you see the, the different signs, you're like, okay, this is probably gonna and then all of a sudden it's two MLS veterans. Yeah. Right? Who are there because again, like that's that's how it played out. And I, I think later on so, a little bit of that competition was removed as they brought in some of these more speculative signings with, with the hope that you were going to send them on because you have to have, they have to see the field to be able to sell them. Yeah. And I think there was a, you know, and again, I think that's where we've, we've had our hangups with how they were approaching things. And again, I think it's mm-hmm. a much different thing and who's to say they won't revert to back to that at some point, but I think there's a better understanding now of how you have to operate in the long run, right? Where you can't, go full speculation. Yeah. And I also imagine they have a better idea of like what these clubs are looking for. They've been trying to sell Janela and Rodriguez for a couple of years now. Right. And it hasn't happened. So they're going to have to show production first or, you know, Janela and Rodriguez are just going to sit on this roster for years to come. And so the next time you go out and make a signing, you know, you got to be closer to production. It can't be so speculative if you expect to sell them in the next one or two, one to two years. All right, Rick at Yoyo Torre sixty six. Opoku shouldn't start over Chicho. Can we we mentioned the injury there? 
four yellows is a no is no good. Uh, I do agree. I think it's a little harsh based on the giant scrum and the cheap shot that uh, that Fall took to start that scrum. The team needs to produce more goals besides Vela Sanchez looked good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I agree. I do think it's a little misleading because like the 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 penalty that uh, Acosta earns is in a really, really dangerous spot. Like that cutback pass, you never I, I'd have to go back and watch the video, but I have to suspect there was somebody in a, at least one guy in a, in a dangerous spot on that cutback. Yeah, I think I believe Acosta was in the overlap, and and Rodriguez had cut in underneath him as yeah, well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right, and then also like when we 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 had a pretty extensive explanation of right of the buildup that led to that last Vela goal. Yeah. Right, and again, while Vela finishes him with the sword, with the, that type of movement there's a multitude of options for him to beat you there. Right. Yeah. So it's like, is it like, it didn't necessarily have to be, you know, the, the wand of the left foot that came out. Right. But he, like I said, they, in that moment, because of what they did, there's so many options, which, so at that point, I think, you know, again, I'm not as worried about that as about the goal production, not being spread out. If they're continuing to make those movements in those runs. Yeah. All right. Victor D Lopez at death classic 10. Luckily, there were no catastrophic errors from Rio. Having said that, his passing is a legitimate liability. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, I, I do feel like he's regressed. I felt like when he first showed up and he was playing on loan, everybody, you know, including myself, I, I don't know how many all caps tweets I sent, like sign this man. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like he, he's either leveled off or, or regressed a bit. I, I think falls probably my guy when Segura comes back. You? Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a, there's, you have to do a lot less when Segura's there. Yeah. Right? So, so maybe, you know, maybe he's, he's just overthinking it given, you know, he, he's with, he's having, he's had to partner with not, you know, again, it's been kind of a rotating, rotating unit, right? Or even a rotating formation at times. Um, and so, Obviously, I think they're going to give him his opportunity to basically play himself out of the out of the starting lineup, you yeah. know, if if that's the case, right? And because there's a couple guys behind him now, even in the absence of Segura, that are again in that same MLS veteran mold that are more than willing and and ready to step in should they need yeah. to. Yeah. Justin thirty three W at Justin thirty three W, give Ella what he wants. Eighty percent of twenty nineteen is still better than 95% of the league. The mid looks solid. Fall was everywhere. A mistake-free Murray is a starter. I am happy. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't agree more. It's kind of funny that it's another Murillo tweet here um, where, you know, if he's not making mistakes, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, Which and- is fine, like, obviously. But, you know, as long as you don't get those big gaffes from him, which I, I, it seems like there were at least five or six last year that ended up costing you points. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it also helps to have to have Sanchez behind you putting out fires, even even if you have to, yeah, if you're yeah. at, you know, when he had to put himself out there, Sanchez is right there also, right? yeah, dropping back to support. Which you, you also get. have better cover, like you talked about, because you're not mm-hmm. committing your fullback so high, right? So you have better cover. Sanchez is going to screen the back line well with with the way he intercepts balls, and your your fullbacks aren't pushed so far forward because you're so desperate for goals and. You have no idea how to create them. 
Yeah, and I think it's like it's 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 the right kind of pragmatic, right? That I that I kind of wanted to yeah. see, right? Where, you know, like I said, it's one thing it's one thing to push forward and do these different things, but it's a whole other thing to make sure that while doing that, you maintain field balance. Yeah, yeah. At Danniness, Crapo, prayer hands emoji, smiley face. Josh, that's about all you need to say right there, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's 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 a prayer answered, I guess. Given yeah, given yeah. what we've had to deal with over the last couple of years. Yeah. All right. Uh, La Vanda Popular. Encouraging to see how well organized the team looked under Dolo. The question will be how he responds tactically when opponents adjust to his buildup and defensive formations. Yeah, a lot to be seen. Like we said, uh, only time will tell. So, Somber Amarath. Uh, great first match, strong attack throughout, slightly disorganized in the midfield, but this should be addressed as the season goes. Escobar is impressive. Uh, Maxi may look solid. I like this Dolo ball so far. It's early. I am cautiously optimistic. I think that's the, I think that's the right way to be. Be cautiously optimistic. There's nothing to, there's nothing that happened yesterday that, you know, no major red flags, uh, Everything looked good, but again, it's against Colorado, so. No way, man. Time Let's to see. get on the hype train. <laughs> Let's go. Fire it up. Fire it up, Rich. Fire up the hype train. All right, Jamers. Solid line play. Our defense not being all out of attack and pressing worked really, really well. Josh, anything on? So, so, yeah, I think that's a little bit different. The type of press we saw was much different than the one we were used to. Yeah. They're still pressing to a certain degree, but it's more zonal than it is that like frantic man to man press that at times look like, you know, like watching, you know, your 11 U's just kind of chase the ball around like a magnet. <laughs> right. Yeah. At times it was, you know, like, yeah, it, yeah. There yeah. was a, there was times where the press looked like it was just kind of like a block, like a swarm towards the ball, mm. as opposed to now it felt like there's, there's specific tr- triggers that were that they're looking for and it's like when this ball got moves here or this guy shifts this way then you bring then you bring help and trap in the corner as opposed to like i said an an all-out you know man-to-man bielsa style kind of you know yeah press yeah. where it's you're trying to stay with them all over the field which again depending on the team you're playing again against against some of these teams that are terrible in possession fine right against the seattle team where they you know, like we we watched him where they just picked us apart, right? Mm-hmm. In that because they're able to, you know, they're they're comfortable with guys running at them and then still be able to make that next pass. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think with the with the more zonal press, it's a lot different because again, you're you're still closing guys down, but it's in specific parts of the field, and also it doesn't run Vela ragged, right? right. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't run those guys down because I think there's those you're picking those opportunities to go, and then when it's there. You do it, but it, again, it's 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 short bursts. It's not sustained. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at look at Vela camping out off the shoulder of a center back on his second goal, right? Sifu wins the ball pretty far pretty far up the pitch, happens to pick up his head, and he sees him running free. Uh, I mean, it's terrible, terrible marking from from Colorado there. But uh, you can only play the team that's in front of you. Uh, speaking of Bielsa ball and man marking, shout out to Jesse to Jesse Marsh for picking up the lead job. Uh, not, I mean, what are they? 16th in the table right now. So, I mean, it's a pretty precarious position, but if he can manage to stay unrelegated in the, towards the end of the season here, uh, what a, what a massive opportunity to take over a team where 
they pro they definitely need to take a step back from Bielsa Ball, but in a similar style, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that hire, and hopefully, hopefully they stay up and can go get Brendan Aronson and make something happen. Yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a it's a former championship. It's a team with a ton of history. All those yeah. things, right? I so mean, it's like a tragedy that they were that they were relegated for so long. And I think they all, I think they were in league one for a little bit too, weren't they? Yeah. Like they got relegated from the championship. Too. Terribly financially mismanaged. Right. And yeah. that was kind of yeah. where it was at. So, I mean, I think now when you look for, but again, it's kind of that same thing, right? Where you have a guy like Bielsa who, you know, again, is, is a football coaching God, right. Mm-hmm. Or on the Mount Rushmore of football coaches, but at the same time, will wear thin on guys over the course of time. Yeah. Right. And, and, and again, but he's also a guy that people are willing, you know, to, to fall on their sword for also. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it, he was kind of this cult of personality, those different things. But again, I, you know, I think there's the style sometimes, like I said, can, you know, against better competition can really get wrecked. Right. And you look yeah. at, I mean, the, the Liverpool game is, you know, again, when you have Van Dyke and Matip who are perfectly comfortable with the ball at their feet, Right and can make yeah. these marauding runs. Jack Harrison isn't scaring them with his pressing ability. No, right, not, but the, nobody you know, cares. You know, <laughs> but again, the, but then because of that man marking, right? There's always that center back that's open. Yep. And yep. but how often do you have center backs that can take advantage and and finish a goal the way that right, you know, that right. Liverpool was able yeah. to do? Right. So again, you know, it depending on where you're at, it's a, it's a fairly good system. But you know, you'll see, you know, San, you know, uh, San Jose has 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 started to move away from what they were doing. And I think the, the back end of last year, they stopped, you, you know, utilizing that full man-to-man press. Um, yeah. I think somewhat in preparation for Almeida to be leaving. Man, be that leaving. guy wants out yesterday. Yeah. He's so miserable. I mean, he's a terrible coach, so nobody should be surprised. All right, next, LAFC Dark Knight, 8 out of 10. I think that's fair, right? I mean, maybe yeah. maybe he could have gone 9, right? Um Again, I, I think this takes into account like the level of opposition there. Yeah, and I mean, in the eight out of ten, right? Is a ca- it's cautiously optimistic, right? Really, and which is again the yeah. the 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 thought of basically, I think the thoughts that we should all have as we head into the rest of the season. Yeah, it's like everything looks good, but it's Colorado. Yep. All right, Tyler expired CBA Griffith. I'm sorry that uh, you follow such a boring sport so closely, but. Here you are talking about football. Rodriguez had some good moments and continues to show incredible potential. Uh, I'm hopeful that with a healthy season for Vela and Arango, <clears throat> Rodriguez can feel less pressure and start to finish in the final third. Yeah, I, I think I think if he doesn't have to do it all himself, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, and the thing is, even when he does do it himself, he showed he's perfectly capable of doing it. So, I think again, it's. It's it's consistency. Can he be consistent in the moments where he has a ball and also when he doesn't? Yeah. All right. Maya Minert at Shop Eat Sleep. Sanchez looked good out there, and we always need more Chicho. Always. Uh, I agree. I agree. As soon as he's healthy, we will. Jamers at Jamers with the beard. I want to see Vela to the right and Chicho in the nine spot. Yeah, again, I, th- I think we will. Jamers is back again. Keeper making saves and using his feet. Seeing LAFC pass back confidently. That was lovely. Oh, and, and at his direction too, right? I think 
that yeah. it's he yeah. has a commanding presence that I I think we've never had, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that I think over the course of time the defense will start to organize around his ability to kind of again I think he's going to be that guy that commands it all, um, yeah. And yeah. then when you add Segura back to that mix and then the guy who can organize it, man, that defense is going to be tough to play through. Yeah, Guy Noel at Guy Noel Mamadou. More impressive than last year, developing quickly. Palacios continues to be dependable, and I wonder how good this defense can be when Eddie comes back. I think you're going to see it be back to its old self. Uh, this could finally be the time where we get back to 2019, back you know pre Walker Zimmerman trade. Yeah, and with depth, right? I think that's yes. the, the other yes. part of it too, right? It's like I think even during that year when Walker went off to camp, when everyone came back, it were, there were still like weird questions. Things didn't quite look what it was. And you had, you know, we got fortunate that Blackman was able to develop as well as he did at that moment. Yeah. But at the same time, right. I, when, when we had subs coming in, I don't, I was definitely not nearly as secure as I feel. No, like. no, no. I mean, again, it's Yakovic who, who played fairly well, right. Who, who, as a as a spot fill was good. Blackman as a spot fill at center back was fine, not great. Um, but I mean, beyond that, who'd you have? Nobody like that. That was it. That's all you had. And now, you know, if when Segura comes back, you re- it's either going to be Fall or or Mario taking a seat. And if you're bringing one of those guys off the bench, you're pumped, right? And you still have. Ibeaga, you still have uh, Daniel Henry, Escobar. We know plays center back as well. So I, you're, it's they're in good in in good shape here. All right, Marco Papa at Marco Papa ninety nine defense better midfield amazing Vela he's back. I can't disagree. Oh man, we're gonna end on a <laughs> negative note here. Dougie at Dougie P eighty nine Palacio sucks. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and the thing is, I don't—I actually don't think he did anything to deserve that criticism, especially in this game. Like, not that harsh, no, not that harsh. Like, but could he have been better? Sure, right. But again, like it, it's a game where I think everyone's trying to get a feel for what for what Toronto wants of him. And if there's ever someone that's going to develop a fullback, it's going to be our coach. Yeah, right. Yeah, who's done it at the highest of levels? So, a hundred percent. I I do think. Uh, again, we, we kind of already addressed this. He's, he's developing a bit slower than we all would have liked him to. He's, he just wasn't quite ready for what we wanted. We saw, you know, flashes of an excellent one, one V one defender, good crossing ability. And it just seems like he hasn't been able to put it all together at full speed yet, but before too long, hopefully it'll, it'll be there or there'll be enough where Hollingshead is a guy and you can move Palacios on. So we'll just have to wait and see Josh, anything else for tonight? Um, I've, we've we've talked at nauseum. I'm excited for the next game, which is what next Sunday evening, I believe. Uh, Portland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You can follow us at counterpress underscore on Twitter. I am at Kurt Kinsey Josh at LAFC Josh. All right. We will talk to you all after the next match against Portland.